This is the Ezra podcast. And we're talking about Tyson Fury versus Dillian White in a fight that really um, has a lot of effect on for my pound for pound personally, because I do a resume pound for pound. Right? I don't just do a pound for pound where I just make up uh, results that I think would actually happen if the guys fought each other, right? Or I make up results of or how level, how high level a fighter really is without him proving it. No, I do a resume one. And Tyson Fury is in my top ten pound for pound. So this fight affects my top ten pound for pound. It also affected uh, the schedule going forward. It also affected you know the number one spot in the heavyweight division. It affected all those things, and the heavyweight division. You know, it's coming close to crowning the number one guy. Okay. We're, we're probably only two fights away from it. And that's not very common in any really division of boxing, if we're going to be honest. But there will not be no debate if the two fights play out how they're supposed to. There won't be any debate on who the number one guy in the heavyweight division is. And it's funny because all the build up to this point. Right for years was Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. That was the fight. That was those are the two number one guys, and number one guy is going to come out of those two. Fast forward now to today, it could end up being uh, between Tyson Fury and Usyk. And Usyk a year ago would have been ridiculous to think that he could have beat uh, Anthony Joshua, that he could beat Tyson Fury, that he could beat Deontay Wilder. It would have been ridiculous. Now. People probably have him favored. Uh, people, well, some people, can make an argument that he should be favored over Tyson Fury. Now, I don't think so. That I don't think that's correct. Tyson Fury should be favored over Usyk, but it's a pretty close fight, and I think that it'd be a great debate if that fight gets made on who would win it and how it would play out. But that just shows you what boxing is: is that whatever landscape you see, you better be looking forward, right? You better be looking at the prospects. You better be looking at it from all angles to really know what's gonna what's gonna go happen, what's gonna, what's happening, what could happen, and how it could all end up looking. Because right now, Dante Wilder's not in the conversation, the best heavyweight in the world. Anthony Joshua could very well be stopped or decisioned or KO'd and eliminated from the conversation of the best heavyweight in the world. The two guys that we thought were the number the number one guys in the world were battling for number one spot at heavyweight division could uh, be eliminated from just the talks altogether. So how did the Tyson Fury, Dylan White play out? Um... I said one thing going in is that I thought that if Tyson Fury fought how he fought Deontay Wilder, right, with a pressure, come forward style, staying in the pocket, it would give Dylan White his best chance to win. But if, if Tyson Fury came in on the skills lighter than he's been in, any, in the last two uh, Deontay Wilder fights, that he win this fight in a landslide. And that's that's exactly what he did. He won this fight in a landslide. Because he can move around. He's able to... Um, I was on Broadway Joel's uh, YouTube page and after the fight. And he asked me you know, what I thought. And I, I compared it to the Power Rangers. And it might be a stupid comparison. But I compared it to the Power Rangers. And if you remember the Power Rangers show, if you're familiar with this, right? If you grew up in the 90s as a child. The Power Rangers, like would first start off, they'd fight the bad guys, like, doing karate, right? And they were just, like, hand-to-hand combat, uh, combat on the ground. You know, just, just uh, agile, right? They were slick. But... And then the the main bad guy would come, and he'd be like a giant, right? He could like, uh, destroy the whole city, and they would like change, right? They would create, they would turn into a giant robot. They would form all together, and someone would control leg and arm, whatever, all that. But the fact is, they could handle both 
giant and just like a regular dude on the ground. They can handle it all. They could adjust. That's kind of what Tyson Fury is able to do with his body now, right? And I was wondering if he had the dedication still to slim down, right? Or was he just going to fall in love with the power, fall in love with, I'm just going to come forward. I don't have to work as hard or cut anymore. I'm just going to be the big man. No, he, he didn't do that. Even though he's always the big man, he cut so he could move around the ring and his leg movement was, was on point and he was sharp. And once he forced Dante, I'm sorry, uh, Dylan White to have to reset, it was over. Dylan White's not not the kind of game where he could reset over and over again and be effective. He wasn't. And I kind of felt he was in Dylan White's head from the first round when Dylan White came in southpaw. And Dylan White's not a guy that, you know, has that capability. And to me, it was just, he's so, he has one way of winning a fight. He's effective from that one way. If he eliminates it himself, it's like, it's not helping his cause. I felt like he kind of needed to get in there and really implement his game early. And I felt the losing one round like that and letting Tyson Fury kind of know that you're unsure about what you're doing and you're kind of looking for an answer and maybe some kind of, you know, kind of trick play to start the thing. I just kind of thought that guy, Tyson Fury, everything he needed to know in this fight. And that's why he switched to Southpaw going in the next round because he's kind of just toying with them at that point. The the ref did let them, like, be rough on the inside, let them work on the inside. Dylan White never took advantage of that. Now he tried some illegal tactics, sold Tyson Fury at points. But it wasn't what Dylan White needed to do in that spot, right, to win the fight. He needed to work in that spot, and he never did, and he had opportunities to do it. And then suddenly he's just kind of plodding forward in the same pace, at the same rhythm, every step kind of the same distance. And Tyson Fury just starts timing it. And he's just reading it. He's he's waiting to you know really sit on something and walk him into something. And he doesn't throw the uppercut the whole fight. And he walks him into a big right uppercut. And he lands it and it's over. Dylan White goes out cold. Push does a little, you know, gives him a little push to, you know, drop the tree. And then Timber, and he, he's out, and he gets up, and he's stumbling over, and they stop the fight. And Tyson Fury enters, you know, his name into the fight for Undisputed, um, the number one guy in heavyweight, to face the winner of Usyk versus Joshua. Now, I know Tyson Fury said he's going to retire from boxing. I don't buy that, because there's also a man that said he needs to do boxing. There's also a man that said he would be doing this for free if they didn't offer him money. Right, so the man that said his purpose is boxing, and when he didn't box, that's when his life fell apart. Now he says he doesn't fight for money, okay, but then he also said that he could do a lot of these um, exhibitions, and they pay good money. So I'm not going to start taking Tyson Fury at his word. And everyone, right? It's funny how like people just switch to make it um, fit their argument at the time or what they want to happen. But no one believes Tyson Fury, right? Anything he says. But now everyone's like, oh, I can't believe he's retiring. It's like, come on. Why would you fall for that? Of course he's not going to retire. He's not going to retire. You think that he was meant to retire after the Deontay Wilder fight, but he just came back to fight Dylan White just to come back and fight Dylan White because of the hometown thing? No, I don't believe that for a second. Okay, this is a guy that knows it. Saying things that are definitive like that could draw buzz. And, you know, he just comes from that, that, um, that's like an old school promoting, old school wrestling stuff where you just say stuff. You don't have to mean it. You can just say things. And in boxing, guys used to retire all the time. Trigger Leonard used to retire all the time. Delaware used to retire all the time. Flamengo used to retire all the time. And then they come back. It doesn't mean anything. It's meaningless. I did see someone say that the belts, then if he's going to retire, then have him drop the belt. 
and then pull up the two mandatories, right? Eliminator for the belt and, uh, you know, put it in a purse bid type of situation, right? Really force the issue. They're not going to do that. They're going to give uh, Tyson Fury all the time he needs to think about whether he's going to come back or not. And I promise you, he will come back because there's a lot of money for the Anthony Joshua Usyk winner. There's a lot of money there. And I think people are going to make the argument, there's not that much money there. Who's going to pay him? It's like he just got paid $30 million to fight Dillian White. Now, whether it was 25 or $30 million, he's still a lot of money to fight Dillian White. Okay, He's going to get more money to fight Joshua, a lot more money. He's still going to get paid very good to fight Usyk. So we can't, you know, I just funny to me like that. Now we take him at his word. Now everything uh, Tyson Fury says is 100%. That's hilarious to me. I'm not going to take him at his word. I think this guy says a lot of things. I think that he's not going to turn down a 35 to $40 million payday to fight Anthony Joshua Usyk. I don't believe he does that. A lot of talk about, you know, where does he rank? Uh, within the all-time greats of heavy, of heavyweight boxing, right? And resume-wise, it's it's not going to be there for him, right? Because if you look at notable wins, he's got Deontay Wilder twice, two very good wins. Um, he has Klitschko's, so that's a great win, right? He dethroned Klitschko when no one was dethroning Klitschko, besides you know like the little slip-ups where he had to revenge or his brother revenge and Sanders. But at that point, Klitschko was not having slip-ups anymore, right? And the way he beat him, also like I, when I talked about Earl Spence beating Mikey Garcia. And a lot of people don't really give him a lot of credit for that win. And I kind of give him more credit than most because he outboxed the little man, right? Who was supposed to be, you know, supposedly just going to be undersized, couldn't take the power. But no, the little man got outboxed in that fight. Tyson Fury out Klitschko, Klitschko, right? It was a boring fight, so a lot of people just kind of like disregard it. But this is a guy that outskilled Klitschko in a boxing match and a chess game when it was at a distance. And it was kind of just like a jab battle. Tyson Fury won that fight. Okay, that's not an easy thing to do is to beat a guy like a Klitschko at what he's best at. And the fourth most notable win is Dillian White. So resume-wise, he's never going to be able to compete with all Lee, Larry Holmes, Holyfield, um, Lewis, Joe Lewis, Frazier. He's not going to be able to compete with those guys. Okay? I'm going to tell you right now. So don't resume, that's not the argument. But I don't think this is the argument people are having. Now, it's funny. You know, I guess you just have to be definitive on what you mean, right? And I'll tell you what what they should mean when they're arguing for Tyson Fury is an all-time great is as far as matchups, right? Uh, those matchups that we come up with on boxing Twitter, like who wins and how, right? And you name one guy of this current era to a guy, you know, in past era. And you'd be like, who win? How would they win? Tyson Fury could be in the conversation with any heavyweight all time. And it'd be debatable on who would win the fight. And I don't want to hear that that's not the case. Because it, it, there's no way to say that that's not true, right? Let's let me give you the, just the, the measurements of Tyson Fury. He's 6'9". He's 278 pounds, right? Orthodox. 85-inch reach. Now, let's talk about Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is 6'3", 215 pounds. Orthodox. 78-inch reach. Okay? Let's go Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes is a big heavyweight. 6'3", 254 pounds. Orthodox, 81-inch reach. That's 254 pounds. Tyson Fury is 278. He cuts to be there. Let's go to um, Evander Holyfield. 6'2", 226 pounds. Orthodox, 78-inch reach. 7-inch reach uh, advantage to Tyson Fury. Mike Tyson, 5'10", 
220 pounds. Orthodox, 71-inch reach. Lennox Lewis, 6'5", 249 pounds. So he's got he's got the heights there. He's still you know, a lot shorter than Tyson Fury. Still weighs a lot less than Tyson Fury. Orthodox, 84-inch reach. Well, the reach is there, right? But he's still a lot smaller than Tyson Fury, right? Uh, Joe Lewis, I mean, this is ridiculous. 6'2", uh, 214 pounds, Orthodox, 76-inch reach. Joe Frazier, 6'2", 229 pounds, Orthodox, 73-inch reach. I'm sorry, but... The athletes are just getting better. Tyson Fury is just one of those athletes like Joel Embiid, where he Joel Embiid's playing point guard in the NBA basically as a big man. Okay, they're just getting better, and it's it's across the board in every sport. So why wouldn't it be in boxing? He's like a heavyweight we have never seen before. Okay, you've never seen someone this big can move the way he does, and now that he has hundred percent, now he's like hundred percent confident in his power. It's honestly made him a better boxer because now he doesn't have to overdo his movement. He can stay in there because he knows that if you come forward, he could put something on you. This guy, in the hypothetical matchups, right, in those mythical matchups that we make up, he's in there with any heavyweight in the all time. I'm, I, size and ability alone, you have to say that. Now, resume, he's never going to get there. But if he goes and beats all the guys of his era as far as Usyk, Joshua, and Wilder, I mean, that's the best he could do. It's, it's, the boxing landscape is just a lot different, too, of like past eras. Like, you know, Joe Lewis had... However many defenses he did, it was a lot. It's because they also fought more often. Okay, Tyson Fury's not going to fight that much, uh, that often because of the money, right? The money, there's only could probably make an event that big two times a year, max, if not just one time a year. So it's just the landscape of it's a lot different. So resume the way is not going to be there. But for a lot of guys, resume is never going to be there when you compare it to like the older guys. I mean, compare Sugar Ray Robinson who fought, you know, over 100 times. I think it came close to like 200. You, you're going to compare, you know, Floyd Mayweather to him who fought 50 times? Right, and you're gonna be like, oh, he doesn't have the resume. This guy, look at this guy. He beat, yeah, he fought all the damn time. They fought every weekend. It's not that's the part's not comparable. But skill wise, you're not gonna tell me that. And size wise, matchup wise, the Tyson Fury is just blown out by these guys. I'm sorry, that's just it's not believable. Okay, he's also was hit by the hardest hitting man probably ever in the heavyweight division. Okay, and and Deontay Wilder, he's been hit multiple times and's gotten up right and didn't get stopped. So don't tell me like, oh, Mike Tyson goes in there and just destroys him. Okay, just blows him out, and it's just I'm go. Don't, don't. It's not. We're not gonna do that. Okay, you don't like uh, Tyson Fury. That's fine, but don't let your negativity get in the way of your, your clear thinking. Okay, don't let all these things you get all in your feelings about these things. Not me. I'm the one that plays it down the middle. Okay, Tyson Fury is trouble for anyone. This guy can do all things in the ring. He's a great fighter. And I want to see where he goes forward. Now, there was talks of him and Nagano doing some kind of hybrid fight. The more and more I think about it, the less interested I'm, I'm into it. Because I don't know what they do besides what Triller just kind of did uh, a few months ago. Where they did like the allowing, like the holding, grabbing, clinching, and striking, like dirty boxing. And I've seen a lot, lo- lo- um, a lot of lower level boxers kind of figure that out. I don't think it was anything really to be concerning. I don't think it changed really the game too much. I think if you're really going to do it, it have to be like body kicks, not leg kicks, body kicks. You couldn't do elbows because like I said, um, those cost massive cuts and Tyson Fury might uh, be able to fit Nagano in before his undisputed fight. But I'm telling you right now that that undisputed fight is they're They're eyeing it, right? If they fit Nagano in, they're going to make sure that no injuries can, you know, be delaying the undisputed fight. They're not going to do that. So, it would have to be body kicks 
clinching in I would imagine like UFC gloves, right? Not UFC MMA gloves. I, I kind of I hate when people are mentioning talking about MMA and UFC, and I just did that, so I apologize. But like MMA gloves, where the open fingers where they can you know clinch and grab on or get wrist locks and punch, right? That would to me make it I guess kind of interesting, but I think the body kicks makes makes the most interesting of it, right? That's a, a dynamic that no one's really done before, especially with like these boxing MMA uh, hybrids of it. No one's really talked about that before. I don't think you can allow leg kicks because it takes time to like, f- for first of all, you know, the damage that could be done to Ty- Tyson Fury's leg if he just goes in there without really being able to 100% train for a leg kick or taking a leg kick. I, I don't think that, the, well, I just know for a fact they're not going to ever do that. Okay, I know for a fact. Okay, and I think that Honestly, they allow late kicks. Nagano will win because Tyson Fury is not going to have enough time to prepare for first of all taking a late kick, being learn learning to check. It's just it's too much of a gap, and the damage was like it's just not going to take that chance. But it would have to be something like that. I just the body kick to me is like the most interesting part about it. It would have to be something like that. If it's just boxing, there's no point. I don't think it, I don't think it's nothing to get excited about because Deontay Wilder is the hardest hitting man probably of all time. Like it's a very good chance he's in at least the conversation. Francis Ngannou, I mean, he's coming with power, but like at best he's gonna match Deontay Wilder's power, but with less um, experience in the boxing ring, with less skill in the boxing ring. If we're being honest. I, like it's that's what I'm saying. Like it's already been done with Deontay Wilder, and that guy and Deontay Wilder is a lot better at him in boxing. So that element would work if Fury hadn't ever really faced anyone with that kind of power. But he has. He just did it three times. So if you're just doing a boxing match, I, I, it's been done in a weird way. It's it, it's already been done. There's, you're selling something that we've already seen in a, you know in a way higher form, in my opinion. But I, th- I think there's a good chance we see Undisputed at the end of this year. And we could end up with Earl Spence, uh, Terrence Crawford, and Tyson Fury, Usyk, or Joshua. You know, and, you know, I'm not counting out Joshua in that fight. I know everybody wants to, but I wouldn't be surprised if Joshua would be Usyk, right? Well, how could we go from, you know, Joshua's going to win, no doubt about it, in our mind, to now he has no chance and Usyk's going to win, no doubt about it, in our mind. It's just, I can't see that. We're just too... We just seen the evidence, and I get that, right? You have that in your mind that you've seen the evidence, you've seen how it played out, so you have that to go, to go off of. But I have Joshua didn't lose his whole career just because of one loss. He didn't. He didn't lose his whole career because of one loss. And I have evidence of what he could look like when he's at his best. I don't think he was at his best. And now I'm not saying that he, you know, that was a lesser Joshua. No, I think that he got schooled and his game plan was. I think it took a little too long to get going, and they weren't 100 percent sure what they were going to do in there. No, I can't take anything away from Usyk. It's 100% a legit win, 100% all credit to him. But I'm saying I think he could be better in there, Anthony Joshua. So, Anthony Joshua or Usyk versus Fury at the end of the year, I think that there's a very good chance we get undisputed at the heavyweight division. And this is a legit undisputed. Not, not, not all undisputed are created equal. This is a legit one. This is will literally be the best heavyweight boxer in the world. will come out of that. And... Possibly the heavyweight division, uh, and the one we we see right, the landscape we see is just clean slate from that point, right? Well, Wilder done, possibly done. Anthony Joshua possibly done. Usyk, you know, seems like he'll still be in the picture, but 
you have to see if he takes that loss to Joshua, right, or he gets knocked out cold. You know, you have to see where he goes from there. Tyson Fury, well, I don't think he's retiring. I do think the retirement talks are, you know, kind of like symbolism to me of the end. Because I don't know what he has to accomplish after he beats Usyk or Joshua. I don't, I really don't. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe. Uh, leave a review. Uh, all the reviews I can get uh, would really be appreciated. Um, just trying to grow my uh, following. I, I I put a lot of effort into these things. Uh, I constantly want to bring the you know best boxing knowledge I can to you guys, and hopefully, you know, just have like a companion to the fight you're gonna watch, and hopefully you know, build some excitement for the fight and then build excitement for fights going forward. So thank you guys for listening. This has been the Ezra podcast.